I was walking home from school on a cold winter day. Took a shortcut through the woods, and I lost my way. It was getting late, and I was scared and alone. But then a kind old man took my hand and led me home. Now Mama couldn't see him. Oh, but he was standing there, and I knew in my heart he was the answer to my prayers. Oh, I believe there are angels among us, sent down to us from somewhere up above. They come to you and me. In our darkest hours, to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love. When life held troubled times and had me down on my knees. There's always been someone to come along and comfort me. A kind word from a stranger to lend a helping hand. A phone call from a friend just to say I understand. But ain't it kind of funny at the dark end of the road? That someone lights the way with just a single ray of hope. Oh, I believe there are angels among us, sent down to us from somewhere up above. They come to you and me in our darkest hours. Show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love. They wear so many faces, show up in the strangest places to grace us with their mercy in our time of need. Oh. From somewhere up above, they come to you and me in our darkest hours to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love, to guide us with the light of. Our reading in the New Testament comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2. 
verses 1 through 18. The author called his readers to pay attention to the truth they had heard so that they wouldn't drift away into false teachings. Paying careful attention is hard work. It involves focusing our mind, body, and senses. Listening to Christ means not merely hearing but also obeying. We must listen carefully and be ready to carry out His instructions. These early believers we're reading about here were in danger of falling away from following Jesus. They had heard the words of the gospel, but those words had not sunk in. People raised in believing families and churches risk the same danger today. They hear the words and more or less agree, but mental assent to Christ's leadership is insufficient to be Christ's disciple. Are you a Sunday school teacher, small group leader, club leader? Well, don't assume the people who comply and conform are truly committed to Christ. Get to know each person who attends your group and challenge each with the truth and implications of commitment to Christ. Don't surrender anyone to casual belief. We'll uh, read here a reference to the message God delivered through angels, and uh, that refers to the teaching that angels, as messengers for God, had brought the uh, to the law of Moses. A central theme of Hebrews is a Christ is infinitely greater than all other proposed ways to God. The author was saying that the faith of his Jewish readers was good, but faith must point to Christ. Just as Christ is greater than angels, so Christ's message is more important than theirs. No one will escape God's punishment if he or she is indifferent to the salvation offered only through Christ. Well, eyewitnesses to Jesus' ministry uh, had handed down his teachings to the uh, readers of this book, this uh, book of Hebrews. Uh, these readers were second-generation believers who had not seen Christ in the flesh. They're like us. We have not seen Jesus personally. We base our belief in Jesus on the eyewitness accounts recorded in the Bible. Well, God put Jesus in charge of everything, and Jesus revealed himself to us. We do not yet see Jesus reigning on earth, but we can picture him in his heavenly glory. When you're confused by present events and anxious about the future, remember Jesus' true position and authority. He is Lord of all, and one day he will rule on earth as he does now in heaven. This truth can give stability to your decisions day by day. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. October 31st, the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place the scriptures say, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet you made them only a little lower than the angels, and crowned them with glory and honor. 
you gave them authority over all things. Now when it says, all things, it means nothing is left out, but we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same Father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him, that is, I and the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 22. David's praise focused on the good things God was doing for him. You know, it's easy to complain about life, but David's list here gives us plenty for which to praise God for. He forgives our sins, heals our diseases, redeems us from death, crowns us with love and compassion, satisfies our desires, and gives righteousness and justice. We receive all of these without deserving any of them. No matter how difficult your life's journey, you can always count your blessings, past, present, and future. When you feel as though you have nothing for which to praise God, well, just uh, read David's list. God's law was given first to Moses and the people of Israel. God's law presents a clear picture of God's character and His will for His people. It was God's training manual to prepare His people to serve Him and to follow His ways. East and West obviously can never meet. This reference here is a symbolic portrait of God's forgiveness. When he forgives our sin, he separates it from us and doesn't even remember it. Is that because God has a bad memory? <laughs> of course not. He chooses to forget. We're fragile, but God's care is eternal. Too often we focus on God as judge and lawgiver, ignoring his compassion and concern for us. When God examines our lives, he remembers our human condition. Our weakness should never be used as a justification for sin. His mercy takes everything into account. God will deal with you compassionately. So trust Him. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 22, the Psalm of David. 
Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love toward those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commandments. The Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out His plans, listening for each of His commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve Him and do His will. Praise the Lord, everything He has created, everything in all His kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 23. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart, just as a pretty glaze covers a clay pot.
I could see. 